Welcome to this week's edition of Plank of the Week. It's been quite a week again. There's an awful lot of names. We've had to pare them all down just to get them down to the requisite nine or ten that we're going to put in the list this week. And I'm delighted to say uh, that I'm joined um, once again by Laura Dodsworth, who's whom I left. Uh, who's going to have some very unusual uh, situations to suggest to us. And Kevin O'Sullivan, uh, to my right, who's been here, of course, many times before uh, and, and knows the drill. We've got a slightly different look this week, but uh, don't be alarmed. Uh, there's plenty of plankery to go along. Um, Laura, I should ask you to kick us off, please, with your first nominee. Okay. All right. Well, I do I do have a couple of unusual ones in my mix. Mm. I know. Right. So I'm going to start off with the sort of the more highbrow one. I'm, I'm dragging, banging the, uh, the COVID drum again. And yes. it's the... Just one more time. Just one more time. It's almost gone, isn't it? It's nearly gone. It's almost gone, apart from the young people that the environmental modelling group wants to mess with. So the reason that I've made them my plank is because they've basically openly acknowledged in black and white pretty much for the first time that vaccine passports are just a tool to make people get vaccinated. No. Really? Yes, they have. Well, it's, it's down there in black and white now. now so... you call them the environmental modelling group. I, until now, I've never heard of them. So where do they hide? Where are they coming from? So it's one of the subgroups that feeds into SAGE, which advises the government on COVID. And the thing about this report, it acknowledges that vaccines um, don't stop transmission because you get breakthrough um, infections. It also says that they've got no evidence how much of the virus might be passed in the ambient air at festivals. Oh, yeah. But it would like vaccine passports to be considered for festivals because it will increase vaccine uptake among the youth who are complacent. Right. So they're basically saying introduce vaccine passports so that young people will get vaccinated before festivals. And I just think this is really coercive. Mm. And it does work because I know young people who have done exactly that because they think they're going to go to festivals in the summer. And so up until like quite recently, they were all rushing off to get vaccinated. But, you know, these models, uh, I mean, they're hopelessly inaccurate. And at one time when I was on Plank before, Mike, you might remember it was a while ago, but I nominated epidemiologists yes. for Plank of the Week. And I do think that in the future it will be a discredited science. You cannot, you cannot approach a health crisis through the prism of algorithms. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't, and you can't predict what's going to happen. But except maybe well, they what they try should to, do. Though, yeah. But what they should do now is look back at what did happen it's and then it. say, well, that's what happened last time. Maybe that will happen next time. It's this kind of blind faith that everybody's developed over the past three or four years in algorithms. Mm. The algorithms are uncannily accurate. You must do what algorithms say. Well, they're not, yeah. as the epidemiologists have proved. Yeah. Well, do you know what's frustrating? Because if they'd actually look back at the past, how things have worked out before, then they would know that coercion is not ultimately good for vaccine uptake. No. So trying to force young people to have a vaccine they don't want by restricting their access to festivals mm. is going to end up backfiring. But, but why are we trying to force people to have more vaccines now? Why are we still going on about boosters? Uh, we've now got Omicron, which makes you a bit ill for two days. Why do you need a vaccination against that? I think it's part of this kind of scientific thinking that they know best. Yes. Well, uh, but the, what they say is, well, w- then we might get another variant. Well, how do you know that the current vaccines will work on the next variant? You cannot vaccinate people on the off chance that the, the next variant comes along. It will be effective against. It's ludicrous. Why are they still telling people to get jabbed? The six million people who've decided against it never will. It's game over. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. unless they're bringing vaccine passports for festivals. So well, that's. I don't think so. Not the, the six well, million. No, I quite agree. I quite agree. I'm just, I'm just trying to illustrate their thinking, and so that's why they're my plank, one yeah. of my planks, because mm-hmm. I think it's technocratic, mm-hmm. it's coercive. But well, they put down in black and white how they really think, and now mm-hmm. we know. So that's interesting. Know. So that wasn't very good. So they've shot themselves in the foot. 
Who's your first one, Kevin? Uh, well, I've chosen Julian Smith. Uh, he's the Tory MP who was the former chief whip. Uh, he's been leading the charge against uh, Boris Johnson for his alleged, the Prime Minister's alleged disgraceful slur against <laughs> Keir Starmer yes. for his period in charge of the CPS when mm. he was Director of Public Prosecutions. When Starmer was DPP, uh, Jimmy Savile, the case arrived at the Crown Prosecution Service and the CPS decided not to prosecute. Now, you have to accept uh, Keir's contention that he personally had nothing to do with that decision, but he was the head of the organisation when it happened. Mm. So to accuse him of failing to prosecute Jimmy Savile is not an outrageous lie. It has veracity. Uh, so whilst I absolutely agree Boris should not have done that, uh, I thought it was... I don't agree. I, I, well, I think he should have done Well, Why I think he? it was bitter, spiteful, random and unnecessary. Not like but most it politics, was, though. But don't call it fake news. Don't call no. it fake news. It has complete veracity. And I cannot understand why all these politicians, led by Julian Smith, Lindsay Hoyle's in on the act, loads of Tory David MPs... That, well, no, he, Hello. Would, he would be, well, wouldn't then, he? Of course, they also then blamed... Boris Johnson for the mob, so-called, yeah. that supposedly yeah. attacked Keir Starmer mm. outside yeah. New Scotland Yard, yeah. Yeah. which this, wasn't really a mob in the first place. No, there's just something that's very vacuous and cheap mm. about all of this. So Boris Johnson's comment is cheap. It's a cheap slur. I'd yeah. rather that... Well, I don't think it's a slur, I'd, particularly. Well, Why I, is it a slur? Well, you're saying he shouldn't have said it, so therefore you must not think it well, was I, the I right think thing it's, to do. Well, I think it's random and kind of irrelevant to the debate. Well, it kind of is not, a slur. I mean, well, I don't object to it being called a it's slur. It's a slur because he's trying to put him down. Yeah. But, and I'd rather that's not how they did politics, but they do. But then what comes back in Boris Johnson's direction is another slur, which is that it's fake news. It's and not then, fake news. And then there's another slur, which is that that comment is responsible for a mob attacking yeah. Kirsten. The thing is, mobs will always dislike politicians. And it politicians. wasn't really a mob either. And, and, I mean, and, I keep going on about that, but it was a very small number of people. I don't know what constitutes a mob. But Boris Johnson didn't incite violence no, when he said not. that. No. The only people responsible for what the mob did are the mob. The mob. So there's lots of slurs going around in different directions. Really, it's just a smokescreen for the lack there of, is an awful the lack lot of decent of, politics. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely right. Cut there and is, politics. Yeah, yeah. And it is awful at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. It really jo is. Johnson's accused of stirring up conspiracy theories about paedophiles. I think that's a bit over the top. Well, they're all doing that because they're trying desperately to link him. His enemies are desperately trying to link him to, to Donald mm. Trump to try and make out, oh, well, that's what happened over in America exactly. when yeah. all those people turn up, as I said, at that pizza restaurant uh, because they thought that's where the child sex ring was being mm -hmm. run from. And, of course, it was nothing, nothing of the kind. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of pathetic that this is the kind of supposed story that everybody's talking about mm -hmm. in the yeah. Westminster Village. It's nonsense, isn't it? And, and, and you know, as I, just to stress my point, you know, if you want the fake news, it's the suggestion that what Boris said is fake news. I mean, he gilded the lily a bit, but that's, uh, that's the cut and thrust of politics. Uh, the point that he made... Uh, has veracity and was valid. Uh, but I don't think he should have made it. But uh, in and of itself, there was nothing wrong with it. And all these pompous MPs saying, you told lies, it's rubbish, mm. absolute rubbish. You're the one telling lies. Yeah. But it's also fake news then to say that that's what's responsible for people attacking Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's exactly. A bit, it, it's a bit like when David Amos's tragic death was linked to the problems of online anonymity. Mm. Nothing to do with it at all. No. It's about it's about leveraging news to push a difference. But this is the agenda. problem that we now have a political class of people who will say literally anything to make their point, regardless of whether it's true, regardless of whether it's responsible, and regardless of whether it's even, you know, sort of provable. They'll say anything.
And if they don't like you, they'll say even worse things. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, they, you're right. Labour have picked up on that. And, and a lot, it's interesting how many Tory MPs have climbed in on this wagon. Mm. Uh, well, Rishi Sunak said yeah, 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 Rishi said, Sunak right? said, I wouldn't have said it. And by the way, here's another guy who I almost would have uh, nominated for Plank on the same basis. Yeah. Uh, Sajid Javid, who outrageously said uh, that Keir Starmer deserved, and I quote, absolute respect for his the job he did as Director of Public Prosecutions. He deserves nothing of the sort. No. He was a disgrace. Yeah, he wasn't very good at the job, that's for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with GoFundMe for my first nominee. Nice uh, Because GoFundMe uh, is a big organisation around the world. I mean, I get sick to death when the London Marathon comes up because every single person you know, <laughs> I've got a GoFundMe page. I'm like, great, I won't be giving you any money because you're holding up the town and the city that I live in and they go right past my door. <laughs> if I actually don't park my car somewhere else, I can't get out when the marathon's on for like 12 hours. Because, you know, well, I mean, I could go out on a boat, I suppose, but you know what I mean? It's not something that I like to support. Anyway, but everybody's got a GoFundMe page. you tell them? Go fund yourself. Go fund yourself, <laughs> exactly right. And do it now. Um, so the truckers over in America, the Freedom Truckers, the Freedom Convoy, raised an awful lot of money, $9 million they raised. I'm not sure if that's Canadian or US, but, you know, it's been quite a phenomenon, hasn't mm. it, the old Canada yeah. trucker story? And lots of people haven't paid any attention to it. Some have. It's become a bit of a sort of darling cause, I suppose, of the right, you would say. Um, and the left will hate it. Justin Trudeau was Plank of the Week last week. Uh, for basically going and hiding away from them after saying that they were only a fringe extremist group of a few people. Yeah. And it's like 100 kilometres long. Um, I'm surprised he didn't in. disguise himself with blackface. Well, somebody did that, suggest that he might have done that. And I, well, I called him the hide-and-seek champion of the world, but I don't know whether he's come out of hiding. Anyway, but they raised nine million quid. Trudeau goes to GoFundMe and says, you can't give them the money because apparently they're, uh, they're now linked to some kind of violent act because when it, originally the money was collected, they were thought to be just doing something good. Now, because Trudeau has told them and because the police have said that they're trying to commit violent acts, they're apparently now an outlawed group, mm -hmm. according to Trudeau. So he orders them to give the money to somebody else. And like idiots, the GoFundMe people went, oh, OK, then. So we've collected all this money from people who want to fund the truckers but we can't give it to them, so we'll just give it to some other charity that you didn't actually give them the money to give away for. Mm -hmm. So finally, luckily, sense was seen, and somebody actually pointed out, I think Ted Cruz got involved in it, somebody actually pointed out that it wasn't legal to just, to, hand, it to just hand it to somebody else because you're basically collecting money under false pretenses. It's like, you know, you've decided to give your money yeah, yeah, to the yeah. Macmillan Cancer yeah. Foundation and they say, oh, never mind that, we're going to give it to Team GB for the Winter Olympics, you know. So they're now apparently going to repay everybody. However you have to actually apply for a refund over the course of the next two weeks. That's a really shabby way to operate, it seems to me. And some people have accused them of actually theft because they've taken money under false pretenses. It's a rotten thing. This is do. another example of that. So every single person in that demonstration, in that rather impressive demonstration, yes. you know, where, where self... Uh, narcissists like uh, Pierre Trudeau, it's happening in uh, New Zealand to Jacinda Ardern, yes. suddenly realise, oh, everybody doesn't love me. I thought right. they did. Uh, yeah. This Everybody in that demonstration, in that impressive demonstration, is being branded as a uh, anti-vaxxer. Yeah. They're anti-vaxxers. Which they're clearly they're, not. They're not or, all anti-vaxxers. White, white supremacists. Yeah, yeah they're not yeah. all anti-vaxxers. Racist, anti misogynists. Yeah. Essentially, that demonstration... Yeah. Yeah. It, going around. Is, is, is against, is against uh, the draconian, yeah. useless... COVID restrictions right. to our freedom. That's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. yeah. But you know what this has shown? Um, Trudeau, GoFundMe, it's shown that a lot of so-called liberals are yeah. really nasty authoritarians. Yeah. There's a really nasty streak of punishment there. Mm. I mean, 
the fact is, people really cared. I mean, that, that that trucker convoy has been like a beacon across the world. Mm -hmm. It's been really heartening, yeah. really inspiring. Yeah. And people wanted to give their money to them and say, no, no, you can't have your pocket money this week. Naughty children. And, that's a lot yeah. and it's a lot. It's a well. lot more. The thing is, it's a lot more naughty children than Trudeau was thinking. And this yes. isn't this isn't something he can squash. And no. he's just making himself look worse. I mean, I now feel really cynical about GoFundMe. Yeah. I, I've got a really bad feeling well, about the organisation. I now would not use them. No. So they've really tarnished their brand yeah. because those of us who genuinely are liberal at heart yes. don't respect that kind of action at all. The, uh... It's the same for Australia. You know, They've now said that we're opening our borders. Well, guess what? Nobody wants to come. Thanks. I know I don't want to go to no, Australia No, I, I really anymore. don't. It's... And I feel bad about it in a way yeah. because I've always wanted to go to Australia. But I don't think I'll ever go now. There's quite a few oh, countries feel cut off, not, actually. Uh, petty. Uh, has now Not taken out an injunction to stop the lorries honking their horns. How pathetic <laughs> oh, is that? Has he really? Yeah. I mean, it's How funny. Pathetic um, is that? Tonya was here last week and she was saying that, you know, when Trudeau came in, he was darling of, of, of an awful lot of women who oh, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, look, he's a really young guy, uh -huh. he's handsome, uh -huh. he's cute, you know, he's got the right ideas. I mean, he's turned into a right wally. I know, he's, ma he's made being a handsome... I think, I think he always was a right Well, role. probably, well, but, you know. He's made being a handsome liberal incredibly unsexy. Well, exactly right. He's not delivered on his initial promise at all. No, no. everybody's short, so he's not all that handsome. No, he's not. I like those great viral <laughs> videos of him trying think... to shake hands with people and they just turn their back and walk the other way. <laughs> it's you, fantastic. You may feel stronger about this Trudeau thing than me. Well, um... listen, because we don't like anybody handsome trying to take women away from those of us who aren't quite so handsome, but that's another story altogether. Um, who's your second nominee? Okay, my second one, it's another weird one. It's not a person. We're, we're doing a lot of groups. groups yes, that's okay, right. It's, it's Ben and Jerry's. Ah, yes. Right. Yeah, so I'm going to yes. put my glasses on for the quote Please here do. because I don't want to misquote them. Mm. So their slogan, by the way, is peace, love, and ice cream. So I think you can see where I'm going to go yeah. with this. So they tweeted something <laughs> there was this me week. It was understanding. <laughs> um, you cannot simultaneously prevent and prepare for war. We call on President Biden to de escalate tensions and work for peace rather than prepare for war. Oh, so this up. is this is the the latest in a long line of social justice interventions yeah. from Ben and Jerry's. Now I have to be careful about this because I firmly believe in their freedom of speech, mm -hmm. and I firmly believe as a company that they've got every right to speak out for any political yeah, or social mean justice they can avoid matter being they named want. As planks, though. It doesn't mean they can avoid being named as planks because you know I've had the same kind of thing. People have said, "Why are you talking about politics when you used to photograph, let's say, X, Y, and Z?" Yes. And, um, but apparently you can't do both, can you? Is that the thing? Well, yeah. apparently you should just stick to one or the other. I so I, I think they should be allowed to make ice cream and express political opinions. Yes. The reason I'm nominating them as planks is I just feel like they're ruining ice cream. Mm. They're really putting me off their yeah. ice cream because they don't stop talking about social justice They've issues. done it before, haven't they, as well, Ben and Jerry's? Because did they not issue something, was it last year or the year before, about the dinghy? The crossings. No, it's every other tweet, yeah. honestly. Oh, is it? It's non-stop. Really? Their latest brand, their right. latest um, flavour is change something or other, and it's about um, black empowerment. They, they tweeted this recently, youth empower mint in every scoop. Um, it's it's non-stop. It's pathetic, isn't it? Didn't they get bought by a Unilever? They are owned by a Unilever. have a slightly dubious which, background. Well, well, not only did the Unilever have a, it's not so much a dubious background, but certainly they've had some scandals of their own. And they also produce things like... Um, skin whitening products for um, yeah. parts, parts of the Indian subcontinent in Africa. Um, and also Ben and Jerry's, I think, themselves originated, originated in Vermont, which is that very weird sort of rural state in northeast uh, New England. Nice. Um, very nice, but, but a bit odd. And uh, Bernie Sanders came from there. Oh, well, that... You know, so that tells you... Your case you rests. <laughs> exactly right. Um, <laughs> and so um, apparently they were, they were using, you know, like slave labour effectively because they were using migrant workers 
who had come into the country from elsewhere, paying them beneath the minimum wage to work in their factory. So you're going, so it's all very well for you to promote peace, love and understanding, but you don't want to actually pay the people the amount of money they're supposed to. So well done, Ben and Jerry's. Well, no one's got, no one's got a perfect past. And, no. And that's that's okay. And like I said, I really don't mind them talking about social justice. Mm. I just think there's something really odd about the makers of fish food ice cream lecturing us about the Ukraine. Yes. And I don't really know how they think it's going to help their sales. I can't imagine this is flavour of the month with Unilever no. since they've been acquired. Well, they. I mean, also, Joe Biden, for all of his faults, is not actually the one causing the problems in Ukraine. It's actually Vladimir Putin. Why haven't they had a go at him? All this, this ethical retail is uh, is one of the most cynical aspects of modern life. So you've got mm. Ben and Jerry's. What they, they think it promotes sales, and maybe mm. it does. Uh, do you know about this chocolate? These chocolate bars, Tony's Chocolate Lonely. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They yeah, have been on measure, of the week. Uh, sort of, you know, as <laughs> hell, or, and all yeah. this kind of stuff. And also, yeah, you I'll, can break it up anyway, in a way which apparently all the sizes yeah, are different yeah, because yeah. it shows it's, that got all these slogans. Different and people have different sized yeah. chocolate. Anti-slavery messages, and of course, people are buying it because they think it's good. Uh, anyway, uh, it's just been revealed you know what's wrong with that uh, because uh, the, they uh, look into these things that uh, over the past year, 1,700 child labourers were used mm. in the production of their chocolate. It's the way, and they it? said, this proves that our vigilance in checking for this is working. Uh, guess how many uh, child labourers were used the previous year, 2021? Fewer. 323. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So they've gone up to 1,700. I mean, it really is incredible. So, so, so it, it, they don't give a damn. But They're just think, trying to make money and get suckers to buy their products. Somebody in the boardroom would go, are you sure we haven't got any of these uh, slave labour kind of problems before we start promoting yeah, yeah, yeah. why we're against slave labour? If it's chocolate and you're going to end up in yeah. a chocolate, a cocoa plantation, uh, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> the thing is, you know, we actually most people do want to uh, consume from ethical businesses. Right? I don't care. But I don't what want lab I, I don't no. I don't want labels all no. over it. I mean I find that really off putting with my chocolate. Yes. Besides which I like my chocolate squares all exactly the same yes. size. Yeah, I is agree that, with that. Actually, it, t t is that just me? I mean I'm told it's very good it chocolate. It is good chocolate. But until yeah. it was actually Emma Webb, I think, who was here a few weeks ago to 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 put exactly that story on the, the Plank mm. of the Week show. And I'd never heard of it before. But she does say it's very yeah, good chocolate. Yeah, she said she'd like to boycott it, but it tastes too good. Yeah, it does. You know. So social justice food's a theme. It's a Planck's theme. It seems, we don't want to be lectured to by our favourite no. yummy brands. Also because, also because no. it's BS. It's just cynical sales yeah. techniques. That's yeah, all but the wokeists are all falling for it. Yeah, of course they idiots. do. They're idiots. But idiots. are they? Do you think it really is good for sales? Yeah. Well, I think these companies they don't, they are They don't all... do it for nothing. I mean, Ben and Jerry's. They don't do it to make the world a better place. They do yeah. it to make money. Right. Exactly right. Who's your second one? Uh, Is it, it a food stuff? It's, no, it's Bristol University. Oh, yes. Excellent. Uh, Bristol, the wokest city in Britain. Part of the uh, Russell Group, so it is one of our best leading universities. And they all seem uh, to be in that. Don't and they? it has, well, the Russell Group is, is how you define the top ones. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, it's universities like Chester yes. and Peterborough. They're oh, not yeah. in the Russell Group. Are they group. not in it? Oh, no. dear. Is there one in Peterborough? Probably. There might um, be. Anyway. Peterborough uh, School of Science and Technology. Yeah, Br Bristol University has. Uh, issued important instructions oh. and guidance to its staff ah. on how to uh, address students who are cat gender. What? And that is students who identify as cat. as felines. Uh, they do identify Phil. as cat. And uh, the, uh, the importance of this uh, is listed. Uh, it refers to Zenic 
individuals who do not fit into the Western human binary or gender, <laughs> gender alignments. Uh, and it's a it, new one it, even it, on me. The university describes a chat, cat gender person as someone who strongly identifies with cats and may experience delusions rating, relating to being a cat or other feline. Uh, for example, someone who is cat gender may use nya, nyan pronouns. <laughs> Apparently, uh, nyan... No. Is, no. It's no, not April 1st, is it? Come on. Come on. Nyan is uh, Japanese for meow. Uh, Why are they Japanese cats? Is this a Japanese no, no, thing? No, no, because that's, that's what cat gender people, they borrow from the Chinese word for meow. And so therefore, like he, he or she, you call them... They, I was going to say, that's cultural and appro mis misappropriation. misappropriation. Yeah. But perhaps uh, it doesn't matter if you're a cat. If you're a cat, it doesn't matter. I suppose I it's a Persian cat. That I mean, <laughs> but I mean, seriously, what on earth are they thinking? How many cat gender students must there be well, <laughs> at Bristol? I mean, I mean if there's ask... one, I'll be surprised. Well, are you any? sure that, do you know what? Maybe this is like a social science experiment, okay? Right. Maybe the university's actually put this out as a social science experiment to see who falls for it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going uh, to fall you for it. Have you been reading up about I, Bristol University? No, but I'm not going to fall well, for this. Bristol I can't believe it's most, true. Most certainly the wokest place in Britain, isn't it? Because they have this, the statue tearing down the Colston Fall. Mm. They've got this crazy mayor there who mm. basically wants to completely ban all diesel from the, from the entire city centre, despite the fact that the, the city council just bought a lot of diesel vans. Mm. They're not quite sure what to do with that. Mm. Um, and they're always fighting the police, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, you need to read up about Bristol but, University you know, before you dismiss this as well, uh, fake news. This but, is true. But, you know, I want it to be fake news. It is. I, I'm sure it's not. It. I don't think she's dismissing it. I mean, well, no, you're no, saying I'm, you're not falling for it. But is that, no, that, no, because I don't want do it to be true. Why do you think they're doing it cleverly? Have you yeah. seen the other rubbish they come out What about dog gender? Is there any yeah, of well, Exactly. It's anti-dog. Do you remember the case of Rachel Dolzeal? who said that she was black, mm. but wasn't. Yes, Okay. I do remember that. So I remember at the time people were really offended, saying you can't, you can't identify as a different race. And other people would say, well, you can identify as a different gender. Yeah. Why can't you identify as a different race? And I actually remember thinking yeah. at the time, it's not really long before people well, identify not, as animals. It's not illogical, what, what, is it? Where if does you're going to accept one, you have to accept them all, don't you? Kind of. I mean, that's where the slippery slope begins, isn't it? If you say, well, I can tell you what gender I am, even though apparently that's not what gender you think I am, then I could be anything, can't I? Well, yeah. I think there should I be no... So it's, a... called, it's called Zenic, X-E-N-I-C. These are individuals who do not fit Zenic. into, and I quote, the Western human binary of gender alignment. What's it got to do with Western? Oh. I mean... Yeah, particularly since uh, they've nicked Meow from, from Japan. Japan. I mean, that's not Western, is it? Or is yeah. Japan considered Western? Even I, though it's in the Far East? No, surely no, not. it's not considered no. Western. It's in the Far East. It's inscrutable. Although you can't say the Far East anymore, mm. can you? Can mm. you say the Far East? Yeah, I think you can say sure. the Far East. Yeah. But I think there should be no compulsion to use pronouns that don't make sense to you. I just don't think that's right, especially when it comes to calling somebody cat pronouns. This is madness. It really is. I mean, you'd think they could figure it out the the the, the, the uh, interview process. You know, what's your what do you identify as? You know, so yeah. that we can put you in the right hall of residence. And why specifically? Cats? Or would you just like a cat flap what? instead of a door? <laughs> it's, it's probably the last special category they've got left. They don't have anything else. Category, I like category. it. Category, yeah. very cat good. Category. Did there. Funnily enough, there's going to be another cat mentioned on the show. Uh, yes, there later is. Later on, there which is, is the cat that's dominated cat very much. It's very much of a cat special. Uh, but, but, you know, this madness has to stop. And I'll tell you, talking about pronouns, that I, the one thing I won't do, I'll, I'll call people what they want, with, as long as it makes them Usually happy. Usually But, I, but I draw the line at calling a single person them. That's a plural or term. They. 
uh, or they. I'm yeah. not calling a single entity by a plural. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ungrammatical. That's bad Sam Smith, Sam is that Smith. demands to he be wants called to be... they Do you know, nobody them. talks about him anymore. Yeah. That's what's happened to him. It's, just, it's quite... Well, nobody talks about them anymore. See what I mean? Him. Yeah. If you said about Sam... Nobody talks about them anymore. It doesn't nobody make sense, does anymore. it? Actually, just, it's very demanding, isn't it's un, it? It's ungrammatical. It's, very... well, this is yeah. the problem. it's not English. But this is the problem with a lot of this, you know, corrective language, is it's not actually... Accurate. Yeah. It doesn't describe what you're describing. Yeah. It's semi-literate. You know, there's a reason it's why semi-literate language, you know, evolved to the place mm. where it is now. It's in the same way that we've evolved. You know, we don't live in caves anymore. We live in houses, generally speaking. Wow. You know, La language is becoming as so meaningless that we might all we might as well all walk around just making make cat, up your own. cat noises as well, though we identify as cats because it's it just it just becomes meaning meaningless. Also, just make up your own words. You know, and describe things in any way you like, and then. Nobody will understand a word you say. Like Zenic, what well, I'm not sure how to even Zenic, pronounce yeah. that. I mean, goodness. Yes, yeah, some, some of the pronouns you don't know how to pronounce them, do, I know. do you? Yeah, I and mean, what we need is if we, if we must have a pronouns business, then we need uh, better educated people to get hold of it. Because right now, semi-literate idiots have got hold of it, and they're telling us <laughs> to call Sam Smith they and them. No, yeah. not doing it. Maybe it's not grammatical. Call him Zenic. <laughs> Maybe that's another one. Um, I'm going to go with, you were talking about uh, the woman who I identified as black. I'm going to go with Tandy Newton, um, who's an actress, of course. Okay. Who I'm pretty sure was she not in a Bond film at some point. Rather than in yeah, her, she was. In yeah. her past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She? And she yeah, seemed yeah. to be quite happy with all of it. Anyway, she's become extremely woke. She put out a video this week uh, in which she basically was bursting into tears and very, 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 very sorry about the fact that she didn't look black enough um, and that she was taking work away from people who looked blacker than her. Yeah. And that, in fact, uh, you know, it wasn't really her fault. She didn't mean to do it. And she said, going on about her mama, uh, who said, she said, my, my mama looks like you, but I don't, which can only presumably mean that maybe her parents were, um, you know, she's mixed race effectively, which is, you know, complete, completely and utterly a, a normal situation for anyone to be in. But she was apologising for taking work away from, from black actresses because she was only slightly black. Also <laughs> apologising. She's a pint bad, isn't it? She apologised for taking men away from them as well oh, because apparently she's presumably she? too beautiful, I suppose. I mean, I didn't actually say that, but that was it's the hard, undercurrent. It's hard oh, being I've taken, I'm, it's I'm hard. taken them all from you. And I didn't mean to do it, was her final kind of sign-off. Sobbing like, away. And she's burst into tears like twice and then she'd do this kind of... And you kind of go, come on, dear. I mean, I know you're an actress and everything, but I mean, give it a rest. What's it going to be My... like for her when something genuinely upsetting oh. happens to her? Well, so... I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, can you? I miss the bit about her taking men away from other women because yeah. I couldn't watch that far. So I started watching it. It was going around on social <laughs> yeah, media, it wasn't was. it? But I was cringing so much. I was like shrinking into myself on the seat. And beginning, yeah. I was like, I can't, I, I kept I can't thinking watch also it. It's embarrassing. That the, that the screen had frozen because there's these sort of periods of silence <laughs> because she's you know, pausing for <laughs> dramatic <laughs> effect and kind of going... You see, the Gathering problem herself. is Newton lacks gravity. There you go. You see, this is why we get him on. Oh, very good. She's only just got that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a bit of a delay, a 14-second delay going on. Um, well done. Yes, that's very good. Very clever. Very go. good. Now, oh. before we go on, I'm just going to mention, we always carry one over as yeah. well. And I think this week it has to be, bizarrely, Boris Johnson's not appearing at all this week. I thought about carrying him over, but I'm actually going to carry over Crescent Dick. Always because, good. Uh, I'm with you all the she way. She was in it last week, obviously, God, for awful. the screw-up over the uh, police investigations at Downing Street. Um, this week, I think, we'll put her in, obviously, for the amazing technique used by one of her top police officers who, when interviewing the daughter of oh, Des yeah. O'Connor, decided to chat her up and described her as hot 
uh, asked if she ever fancied going out with a discreet police officer. He was the man. And this guy became like sort of practically second in command at Scotland Yard, didn't he? Uh, no, he's still got. He's still in his job. He was disciplined, right? But he's still in his yeah, job. He's, but a, no, he's, he's a detective. Up, he's a detective chief superintendent. Yeah, he's pretty I do high believe. up. He's pretty high up he's, in the force. Yeah. Uh, he, was, but the point is, he should have lost his job. Well, yeah. Uh, but uh, she's very loyal to her, her fellow coppers. Uh, she doesn't care so much about the public. No, but every time something comes up like this, people say. Well, you know, it was a while ago and, you know, she's cleaning up the police force. She's well, not. apparently she's not. I mean, you saw that stuff from Cherry Cross as well, which came in, I think, after last week's planks, mm. where they're all making these little jokes about raping women. And, oh, you know, I mean, so awful. you just go, what the yeah. hell is going on? And how can you even let that go on? Um, and people sort of say, no oh, it's just banter. Well, it's not just banter, is it? Mm -mm. It's ridiculous. She's, she's taken over from that other useless uh, Met Chief, uh, Sir Bernard Hogan Howe, oh, now yeah. Lord Hogan Howe. They weren't most and none of these people, like the cops mark their own homework and never punish each other. Yeah. So Hogan Howe was in charge of uh, the disastrous Operation Midland. Yeah. Uh, the VIP pedo ring. She was involved in that as well. She was involved in that as well. A guy called Steve Rodhouse, uh, who was actually the gold commander mm. of Operation uh, uh, Midland, Midland. Yeah. Uh, uh, having been completely vilified for his role in this absolute fiasco, uh, went on to become uh, commander <laughs> of the uh, anti-terrorist squad for £280,000 a it's year. It's amazing, isn't She it? went on to become... Uh, uh, the Met Chief and uh, Hogan Howe went on to become a Lord and now he's bidding to get back into the police as head of the National Crime Agency. It's absolutely There's definitely something disgraceful. wrong. There's something, there's something there? rotten There's something there. rotten in it's, this country. Well, they right? mark their own homework and never punish each no. other. We should be marking their homework but it's not, and it's punishing not, them. But it's not the only place, is it? I mean, almost every kind of public institution in this country, if you get something really, really badly wrong, you get promoted. I mean, it's unbelievable. It should be anyway. like America. We should vote for our police chiefs. Yeah, well, I don't know if that would be any better, to be honest. Well, at least we could then depose them. At least they would worry about the public because they have an election to fight coming up. Yeah, yeah maybe. maybe. Whereas, you know, with, with Partygate being investigated, every, you well, know, all the wrong people are, Boris, are, are marking each other's yeah. homework. Favour to Boris. And wasn't it great when they came out and said, oh, by the way, if we do give any penalty notices out, we won't be telling you who we've given them to. Yeah, well, because... that's, against, that's actually against the law of the land. If we want to find yeah, but them not out, against, have... Yeah, but the law of the land is also superseded by public interest, surely. No, but the, 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 the media have a right to know anyone who's prosecuted for any offence, even if it's a minor offence, yeah. uh, a non-criminal offence. So uh, she said, all she says is it's not normal practice yeah. to release the names of people who are convicted of minor misdemeanours. That doesn't mean to say that the media don't have the right to those no, names. Exactly. And one, at least one publication will demand them. Yeah, because they may include Boris Johnson. Well, he's already now said that he'd voluntarily give his name if yeah, he got Yeah, but he's one. a liar, so he probably well, he won't. <laughs> Your third one, Laura. My third one. I'm really sad about my third one. I'm Are you? I am. I am. I'm actually really sad. Mm. This guy really surprised me this okay. week. It is John Cleese. Ah. He said, I'm beginning to think that wearing a mask is a sign of good manners, which is why Trump Republicans are so keen to resist it. This is everything oh that is wrong with the hyper-partisan approach to COVID. So no. Trump bad. So anything Trump says is bad. Right. Um, 
and this has been this has been the problem with COVID that people have assumed that we should have a political response to a virus. No. We should never have had a political response to no. a virus. The other thing is that wearing a mask can't be a sign of good manners if a mask doesn't do anything. And you know what? If there was hard evidence that masks stopped transmission, we'd be t being told about the hard evidence, mm. not that it's courteous right. to wear masks. Well, look at all the different reasons for wearing one, which have changed categorically over the course of the two years that we were supposedly in this pandemic, because I'm now actually saying that we're no longer really in it. You know, sue me if I get it wrong. But, I mean, it's like we're kind of moving out of it now. But they went from don't bother wearing it because it doesn't do any good to wear it because it might protect the people in the shop that you're in to, you know, wear it now because it might protect you from mm. other people, then to to back again to wearing it to protect everybody else, and then now just to make it look as if you still know there's a virus. Well, OK, but there's no official backtracking yet in this country on the masks. But no. in, in the US, the CDC have said, oh, cloth masks don't really work. Mm. Dr Liana Ryan, who's one of the, CD, uh, the CNN medical talking heads, yeah. said cloth masks are basically facial decoration. Mm. She called them decoration. There's no hard evidence that cloth masks yeah. or even surgical masks help in the community to prevent transmission. So if I wear one, there's nothing that's mannered about it. And actually, as a woman, there's something I find, I, I, something about this I find a little bit offensive. Mm. Get me being offended as a woman. Yeah. You guys are going to love this. Why? No, but you won't because I shouldn't be being offended, should right. I? But I wouldn't go to a country where I have to cover my face no. out of manners. You know, you wouldn't catch me going somewhere where I have to wear a burqa. So if you went to Saudi Arabia and they asked you to cover your head... You don't have to, actually, when you're you? visiting Saudi Arabia. Okay. No, you'll see a lot of our female politicians mm. don't. But I wouldn't I wouldn't cover myself out of manners and mm. I don't see why I should cover my face no. out of manners well, unless ludicrous. there's a really hard scientific reason for it. And it's proportionate. Yeah. And since there's no good hard evidence and it's not proportionate, it's not good manners. Right. And I'm beginning to get a bit fed up with announcements on the train yeah. saying, out of courtesy, please wear a mask. Or you mm. go into a shop, out of courtesy, please wear a mask. Why is it courteous no. if they no. don't work? Exactly. I don't want to cover my face for any religious reason, be it Islam right. or COVID. I don't tell you out of courtesy on the tubes, they say if you don't wear one, you might get kicked off. Uh, because uh, even, they can't do. even Sadiq Khan, right. well, I think they can kick you off, but Sadiq Khan has had to accept that he can't actually find people anymore. Yeah, but, they, but you're yeah. right. There's, no, there's the, the thing about cloth face masks is there's not a shred of evidence to suggest they work. Mm. No one's bothered to look into that. I mean, if they did, they came back with evidence that they worked, then I would rethink the way yeah. uh, I approach masks. But uh, they haven't. Uh, so therefore, why are we wearing them? Exactly. Now, there are certain, certain people who would adopt this position and go, well, that's just what you'd expect. But for John Cleese this week, I was really disappointed. But he has become a rather cantankerous old git, I have to say. I mean, without wishing a bit too fun. He's, a very, he's an enthusiast for hacked off so, he? He, so he can do one. Yeah, we're not keen on that. He's, yeah. he's an enemy of the press. He is an enemy of the oh, press. Oh, is he really? He yeah. yeah he's a so I shouldn't be surprised. No. Am I, think, am I, I hanging think, on to faulty well, towers, John Cleese? Well, I think you are. I think you're hanging on to faulty towers, John Cleese. Yeah, yeah, you've got the old John Cleese. I've got the old John Cleese. I agree with you. I used to love him, but he's turned a bit... Strange. He has turned very strange in his old age, and, and I think a lot of it is down to the fact that he's been very unhappy by marrying all sorts of people that he shouldn't have married um, that, yeah. and having to give an awful lot of money away. <laughs> we're, we're reading a lot of history into, into his comments about masks. You know what? He might just be on these people who's really frightened of the virus and is just hoping anything works. He's not tall, though. Nobody's ever going to breathe on him, yeah. I and mean, he's fine. But you know something? You know, I, I'm, I'm, almost, I'm almost prepared <laughs> to sort of buy into the idea that it's a, a matter of courtesy and it's plight. Uh, 
you know, because there are loads of people who look at you if you don't wear a mask, oh my God, you might infect me. So you think for the sake of them, maybe I'll put the damn thing no, on. No, I don't, that's I don't, not I, No, but I, that's, that's, my, my that's point is... That's not wanting to feel embarrassed that, no, or shamed, what, isn't no, it? Well, that's, my point is, you, you know, and, and I, I've got a certain kind of inclination not to upset people in that way. What? But think about it. Think, <laughs> think about what a war... Kevin O'Sullivan doesn't yeah. upset anyone. Well, there you go. I mean, that one down. I, don't, but I am quite polite in those kind of circumstances. <laughs> but think about what a warped world we've created that you've got to put a piece of cloth across your face or you're being rude. Right. That's what's so strange. I mean, it's not like holding the door for somebody, for? is it? I am beginning to think that every article of religious garb, you know, every vestiture of faith has started with a moment of madness. Mm. Because the thing is that the mask was introduced to encourage the bounce back on the high street. It also became a useful symbol that yes. we're in a well, pandemic. That's what people used it. But now it's a different sort of yeah, symbol. It's, it's a, a symbol. symbol of virtue yeah, and morality. Yeah. Good people, people it, wear masks. They? Yes, and people used it to keep the schools open. Mm. Do you remember they said, oh, well, we can't possibly open the schools unless everybody's wearing a mask. Yeah. Why? I mean, you know, you know, and these. Uh, so, if you look at the uh, House of Commons, all on the Labour side, they've all got yeah, masks yeah. on. Very few Tories have, and uh, to hell with the Tories who still wear them. Mm. Um, Theresa May, the other day, well, the other week, when she got up to make that excoriating uh, speech about Boris Johnson, you know, was it incompetence or are you lying? Do you remember? Yeah. Anyway, so she's sitting there, you know, as always, immaculately dressed with a ma matching mask. And then she stands up to make the speech, takes the mask on, makes the speech, and then as she sits down, put it, puts it back oh, on. Yeah. So you can't get COVID when you're standing up. It's insanity. It's totally mad. It's insanity. Same on the train. You know, if you're travelling on an overground train, you're allowed to take your mask off to eat. Right. <laughs> and so, you go, I mean, Noel Gallagher yeah. was great. I'm eating COVID. He went literally, you know, he said, so what, you can't get COVID when you're eating a sandwich? It's mad. It's ridiculous. So the idea it's about manners, I find really offensive yeah. and yeah. annoying. So I, with no regrets at all, I'll offer up John Cleese I as think my that's bank. A perfectly a sensible nomination. Uh, your third one, Kevin. Uh, well, I suffered the easy one of the day. Thank you very much for letting Not me at all. have him. Uh, it's, a it's another cat story, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, the West Ham defender. Kurt Zuma, also well, a French international. He is for the he, moment, anyway. He earns, yeah, he earns £120,000 a week, lives in a £2 million house in North London. After West Ham just about beat Kidderminster in mm. the FA Cup on Saturday, or was it Saturday, Sunday? Uh, Saturday. Uh, he went home to his house and they've got two, the family has two Bengal cats, and he kicked the hell out of one mm. of them. Uh, everybody will have seen the video now. He drop kicked it, booted it across the kid. When his uh, little kid got hold of the cat in some kind of protective gesture, he smashed it out of the kid's oh. hands. It was it was absolutely. And, laughing, aren't they? and him and his brother, him and his brother, his brother shot the video. And what a genius couple they must be, these two Zuma brothers, mm. uh, to put it on Snapchat. Oh, this will make everyone laugh. Mm. Uh, he. Is now on, he's uh, West Ham are playing um, Watford tonight. I'd be very surprised if he plays. Uh, I'd be very surprised if he plays for West Ham again. Uh, the RSPCA have been uh, very slow, as always, dragging their heels uh, as to whether to investigate this. Uh, but they will investigate it, and he, well, he does to, face he faces potentially five years in jail for yeah. it. He, he may he may get a but it's animal cruelty. There's it's no two absolutely ways outrageous animal cruelty. Uh, I don't think we handle animal cruelty uh, correctly in this country. Mm. Uh, the police subcontract 
all animal cruelty criminal cases to uh, the RSPCA. Yeah. And uh, as we've heard, they're not very vigilant. Uh, they drag their heels. Uh, they're very. Well, their first reaction this morning was to say, "Oh, well, we'll certainly act on any um, yeah. reports." We're of anything so grateful bad when people report incidents mm. like this. We certainly will look into it and may well investigate. Yeah. Uh, you'll be if, investigating. If there are any complaints. Uh, yeah, uh, they had about t uh, 400,000 complaints yeah, right. by lunchtime. So uh, I think we've got, to, we've got to look at that. And I don't know why there's... We used to have a cap on sentences for animal cruelty of six months, which was ridiculous. Mm. A couple of years ago, we put it up to five years. But why the cap? Why? Why, mm. why can you only get five years? Uh, whatever you do to animals, you can only get five years, no more than that. We've got to change that. What's the point of the cap anyway? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are examples of animal I mean, cruelty I that deserve have, longer than Well, that. exactly right, because uh, they do have sentencing guidelines. They could easily make it into something like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. And that, and that Zuma, West Ham, uh, they said we're going to handle this internally no you're not no. Uh, and I suspect that he's a very good defender he may well never play again and lastly to, uh, since I'm nominating Zuma himself uh, you have to look into the personality of people who do things like this what he did is psychopathic yeah. it shows a complete lack of empathy for your fellow living yeah, creatures for an innocent uh, creature. he, he may Shocking. well even be a dangerous individual it, but, and there's something also, what about knocking it out of his son's arms, doing it in yeah. front of his son? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that animal cruelty when you're not with children is okay. It's never okay. I don't understand where they dredge the cruelty mm. up from. But for that to be a kind of a, a family activity is really weird. So he's a, he's a plank for doing it. Obviously, he's more than a plank. Yeah. It's, it's psychopathic, like you say. Yeah. But he's also a plank for putting it on social media. Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, have, they, did, have yeah. they ever seen yeah, the thanks, animal bro. reels yeah. on social yeah. media? They're cute. They're not, they're not beating animals no. up. A couple of pop facts for you. His middle name is Happy. Yes. Uh, and he's named after... Not now, he's not. He's named after the character that Jean-Claude Van Damme played in the 1989 film Kickboxer, Kurt Sloan. So he's kept to his kickboxing history. He has. Uh, he's uh, he, obviously a, it's a big influence on his life. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, and uh, by the way, the RSPCA, in my view, should get round that house very, very quickly. They need They've to got get two a Bengal lot cats. Bengal cats, by the way, are a very expensive status symbol. Yeah. Typical footballer. Uh, they should get round there and seize both those cats for their own welfare. Yeah, and maybe they should seize him while they're at it. Uh, we'll find out how that goes. My final nominee uh, is from the Bank of England because we. We've all been sitting very happily watching uh, as the economy goes absolutely down the drain before our very eyes, waiting for the next bill to come in, which we won't be able to afford to pay. Um, Rishi Sunak, don't worry, is offering us all 12 quid off your council tax a month, uh, if that helps you, if you happen to be living in an A, B, C or D band house. It's not going to go very far. And then if you really can still hang on until October, he's going to give you a loan. Yeah. Uh, for a couple of hundred quid, by which time we'll all be destitute, uh, probably living on the streets, you know, because everything's going up yeah. in price by so much. So the Bank of England, uh, in their wisdom, decided to put interest rates up a little bit. But Andrew Bailey, who's the governor of the Bank of England, also recommended that we shouldn't be asking for a pay rise uh, because that would be bad for inflation and very bad for the economy, which would be all right if he wasn't being paid practically £600,000 a year. £575,000 a year he makes. No doubt he probably has a few expenses lobbed on the top. Uh, for his occasional trips to the Ned for dinner and or lunch. And, I mean, you wonder where these people get off. You know, they're so out of touch with ordinary people. I mean, most ordinary people probably won't earn that kind of money in their entire life. The thing that's, you know, really annoying about this is mm. the Bank of England and the Treasury will have been completely cognizant of the fact that we've been quantitative easing... Yes. 
the hell right. out of the COVID situation yep. for two years. After printing all of that money and basically shutting down the economy, what yep. was going to happen? Well, we're going to have to inflate because our way out of this. producing money without actually making anything is always bad, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, inflation was always, um, well, to call it a risk would be an understatement, a certainty. Mm. And so to say that people shouldn't ask for pay rises and, and, and these, these loans, uh, not loans, gifts, what is it? The reduction on the, on yeah. the council tax. It's robbing Peter to pay Peter. Well, it's, yeah, it's well, giving you some money back that you've already given them, yeah. which is actually already uh, your money. By the, by the way, I mean, given that every family, the average family's bills uh, over the next six months are going to go up by... And nearly three thousand yeah. pounds. Their annual bills. Uh, energy alone is going to go up to seven hundred pounds. Uh, Rishi Sunak, his big rescue pack—that's on the low package side, by the way. For, uh, for, yeah, but that's the energy. It's yeah. three thousand altogether. No, no, but seven hundred is yeah, on yeah. the low side. So, so Rishi Sunak's rescue pa package for cash-strapped families is three hundred and fifty pounds. Right. Do you see a problem? A price, it's not, not really only, covering not, it, is and, it? And not only that, but by the time the loan comes in in October, we'll have had two more price rises from the it's fuel awesome. companies. And also, in April, they're putting up national insurance by 1.25%. Just your so, politics. So Just taking politics. more money off you, offering you 12 yeah. quid back. I mean, it doesn't work, It looks good, it? but it won't It do doesn't good look good, all. though. I don't think it even looks well, he, good. Well, he thought it would look good. It's just your politics. Well, you got that wrong. The one, thing, the one thing I would say about Andrew Bailey is that, you know, I, I don't, I mean... What he's saying might be good for the economy, don't you think? No, because, I mean... What, make... that, that people don't get big pay rises? No, well, he's, well nobody gets a big pay rise. Any people get big but pay rises. But them asking for it is, asking is for a pay potentially rise. damaging to the economy. No, it's not. Because well, yeah, what's potentially damaging to the economy is running it into the ground by shutting it down and paying yeah, giving, people not well, to we work. We can't afford to give people big no, pay rises. No, they've we? already screwed the economy. It's too late for that. The economy is already done. Yeah, but, but, you might as well carry on and just keep spending your but way he's out. But he's talking financial economic sense when he says you shouldn't get yeah, but he's big tone pay deaf, rises. Though. He's tone deaf. Yeah, but because what, just because he earns a lot of money. Yeah. Well, that, well yeah, so he's not allowed to spend... He, well, he's the governor earns, of the Bank of England. Because he earns a lot of money, he's got what no What do you expect business. to get, 20 quid a well, week? Well, yeah, probably. He's not doing a very good job, is he? It's just like, it's just like because he, he earns a lot of money, money well, no, he's, he's not allowed to say anything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying his advice to people who are much less well-off than he is, that they shouldn't get any more money, is disingenuous, frankly, well, and it's insulting. They said they should, they shouldn't it's get insulting. Big, he said they shouldn't get big pay rises. Well, nobody gets big pay rises anymore. Well, they are. he said they shouldn't ask for big pay rises. Well, of course you should. I mean, asking for something is how you get somewhere, right? Are you going to tell me that you've never asked for a pay rise in your life? Uh, well, no, it's not the... What's that got to do with it? Well, it's because the, the if you question don't ask, is, you don't get, do you? Well, I know, but it's it's not what, he, he is saying something that he thinks is good for the economy. Yeah, well, he's no, talking I think, absolute I, know, I, have to, I have to agree with Mike. He's got no right to tell people no. that they should or shouldn't ask for a pay rise. It should be none well, of his business. But every I mean, month... What he's he telling do, he's no, just advising. He no, what he he's the governor do. of the Bank of England. No, what he should do is he's, tell companies... OK, little serfs, don't ask for more money. At this time of inflation we're going into, don't ask for more money so that your real wages and your standard of living go down. Every month that we were... Um, paying furlough, quantitative easing, shutting down the economy was a month that we were contributing towards redistributing mm. wealth upwards, huge upward shift in wealth and inflation and would inevitably lead to a reduction in public services and the standard of living. So I'm, I'm really angry yeah, about but this. But we've got to stop this because we're going to run out of time and I'm going to get into trouble. But I think jealousy, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, if he wants to advise people, he should be advising companies not to give pay rises as opposed to telling people not to ask for them which is a different thing altogether. And I would accept that. And I'm sure you'll see the sense of that. Now, uh, uh, we have to right. wrap it up. We have to wrap it up. So, um, Kevin, why don't you tell Laura your three? You uh, pick his, your favourite one of his, and my, we shall go from there. OK, my three were Julian Smith uh, for his uh, 
uh, inaccurate description of Boris's slur, uh, Jimmy Savile slur, as you know, a lie, uh, fake news. Uh, my second one was Bristol University for the cat gender students. Yes. And what uh, lecturers should address them as. And the third one was uh, the cat kicker, cat kicker. Kurt Zuma. It's going to have to be Kurt Zuma. Yeah. Although the, one, exactly. the other, the other cat stories are close second. The other one's good, yeah. So, yeah. now you tell me your three. Okay, so my three is the Environmental Modelling Group for putting on paper yeah. that they want young people to um, have to have vaccine passports to go to festivals so they will get vaccinated for something that they acknowledge will do mm. very little to halt transmission at festivals. Yes. Madness and coercive. Um, my second nomination is Ben and Jerry's for ruining ice cream by lecturing us about geopolitics. Yes. And my third is John Cleese for telling us it's good manners to wear a mask when it's nothing to do with all, manners at all. They're all equally and good. And for being a they? huge disappointment. Yes. I think I'm going to go with Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, I, I, I like think I think Ben, ben and Jerry's, Jerry's is yeah. the best one yeah. there, isn't it? Now, my three Tandy Newton, uh, we've got GoFundMe, and your favourite, Kevin, Andrew mm. Bailey, the most disingenuous Bank of England governor ever. I'm going to go for lack of gravity, Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so now the final three Tandy Newton. What's well, hang on. I, what do I think, Andrew Bailey? No, yeah, but you, know, don't, you, get don't, you don't get to choose. You oh. just get to choose his. So it yeah. kind of goes around in, oh, a, I see. in I an organic sort of way. I did this yeah, last yeah. time I was I think on. you did. I did. You think you get the rules a bit yeah. before, before I, too long. The, the um, women, the, all the women who appear on this all want to win. They want to be in on everything. They just want to be on everything. Just basically choose. So Ben and Jerry's, Tandy Newton, and the cat, Kurt Zuma. Come on. I think it has to be Kurt Zuma. It's got to be Kurt Zuma. It's got to be him, number one. Number two. Um, Genuine outrageous cruelty. Should yeah. we do Ben and Jerry's number two? Should we go with that? Uh, mm. I, I, I prefer Tandy Newton. Okay. Me too. Me too. It's such a All right. And, and also, Newton. she should win some sort of award for the acting, right? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean <laughs> Thank you so much to uh, Kevin O'Sullivan and to Laura Donsworth. Uh, the plank of the week, it has to be, doesn't it? Kurt Zuma, uh, the cat kicker. Get out of West Ham, get out of the Premier League. Thank you very much indeed, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.